G'day, it's Peter, and welcome to Office Anywhere, a podcast about working and living on your terms, whether that's cutting coat on the deck of a Balinese villa, crafting ad copy from a cafe in Portland, Oregon, or building websites from a home office in Melbourne, Australia. To learn more about Office Anywhere, just go to officeanywhere.co. Today we're chatting with Janisha Alora, the founder of Soul Rich Woman, the number one female entrepreneur network in Southeast Asia, connecting 200,000 women across the region. Janisha's going to tell us what Soul Rich Woman is, what it does, and who it's for, but we're also going to talk about her journey because I think it's quite unique. So Janisha, thank you for taking the time to chat with us today and welcome to the Office Anywhere podcast. Thank you, Peter, for having me on your show. Well, hi, my name is Janisha Alora, founder of Soul Rich Woman. We help um, and coach and mentor women to go bring their business from offline to online and, of course, to bring their leadership online as well. So we've been around since 2015 and that was after I've sold and exited my public listed company, um, my uh, my cafe retail chain to a public listed company. So I dedicated my time now to supporting women in the area of, um, like I said, building their online presence to get their leadership seen clearly online, getting recognition, and of course, most importantly, get clients online. So what actually inspired you to create Soul Rich Woman and what drives you to grow it every day? Well, I wanted to... I was a image consultant and I was trading time for money. I work, I get paid. I work, I get paid. And I don't work, I, I don't get paid. So in 2012, I was looking for a way to go online. And eventually I did. Uh, in 2013, I went online successfully, making my first $100,000 in three months and a million dollars within a single year. So what truly wow. inspired me were two things. First was I had success online. So I really wanted to share uh, how I did it. And plus, also, my mom is one of uh, a leader in the community. And I've seen her throughout my years supporting other women, uh, whether to be a, a good wife, you know, to, you know, take care of the children. And I just felt very inspired. And coming from a space where I had to work and support myself through school since I was 14 years old, and I was often being bullied. And there was one incident where I nearly jumped off uh, a 10th floor building. It was my home. I was sitting at the kitchen because I was being constantly bullied for quite some time. And it was my mom who saved me. She yanked me back and I fell back onto the floor. And she told me this. She said, turn your mess into your message. If you were to die today, nothing is going to come out. Good is going to come out of it. So it, it was kind of like a combination of Everything from the, you know, the turn your mess into a message to my calling and then seeing my mom plus my, uh, you know, going from offline to online, kind of combining all these elements. And so Storage Woman becomes a legacy business for me. And I'm thankful that for every woman that our life uh, that has changed, you know, I believe that every time that happens, the entire community will benefit. That's a brilliant story. I tell you what, uh, turn your mess into your message. I've never heard something like that before. I mean, we've heard turn lemons into lemonade, but turn your mess into your message. That is a brilliant catchphrase because it applies so well to today's opportunity where everybody really can be a mediapreneur if they want to be, if they have a compelling enough message to deliver and they have solutions to problems. So that is brilliant, a mess to message. Um, How old were you, incidentally, when that happened, when you wanted to leap off the 10th floor? Uh, 16. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, dangerous time, isn't it? I've got two yeah, teenage daughters. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, I went through a period too as a teenager. I think probably more than half of teenagers go through periods where they really feel like they're of no value to anybody and they feel like leaping off a 10th floor building. So I, I, I know what that's like and I think a lot of other people do. I just wanted to go back, if I could, to your journey through entrepreneurship because it seems that yours was a little bit uh, back to front in a way because you built and sold, well, you built up a cafe chain operating in three countries and then you went and sold that to a publicly listed company and then from there you went to work as a consultant. Is that right? No, no. Um, I went to, I was an image consultant. I've been a trainer since I was 14. I was working as an instructor for, for mm-hmm. since I was 14 years old and kind of like built on the different wow. skill sets that I have. And then I became an image consultant uh, in 2006 and also having won Miss Singapore. Uh, and, you know, that really add on to the title. But over the years, working as an image consultant, that really, um, you know, trade time for money, right? I mean, even though it was good money, but how, how much... I mean, beauty is fleeting. I mean, my mom always tell me, invest in the asset above the neck, right? So how how can I continue to invest in the asset above the neck and leverage on my time? So I think that really taught me a lot of things. And that's why eventually I went online, made my first pot of gold, and then invested into a cafe retail chain that we started from scratch, built it to three countries, and then have 18 franchisees and licensees, and we exited to a public listed company. And now Soul Rich Woman, I'm fully running it remotely. We have a team of 21, all remote mm-hmm. team. And then um, I'm just very happy doing what I'm doing right now because I can be really literally anywhere in the world just with a laptop, and a connection, I'll be able to do the work that I'm doing. So really I'm blessed to have taken this path and being able to impact many women's lives, especially, in fact, Peter, we only do one thing. Our one thing and one thing only that we do is to help and coach women to bring their businesses online and their leadership online. Mm. Interesting. How many of your um, students are uh, students with existing offline businesses who want to migrate to online versus those who don't have a business at all and want to start out online? We have a business model that is subscription-based. So ours is $12 a month membership and it's $99 a year. So the take-on rate is very high and that's how we grew to 200,000 mm. members because women don't need more information. Women want structured way of, you know, kind of like learning and really taking action and baby steps because there's a lot of noises in between our years. We really have like, you know, mm. our, you know, we're not good enough. You know, if another woman is successful, that means we are losing. We have all these competition and crazy mindsets that's going on that we really need to work on. So that in itself really helped to build up the momentum for the women. Then later on, moving to other pieces like um, is it coaching or mentorship or whether other areas, whether it's in workshops or or. or or, or offline or online. So some of the business owners actually have transformed. In fact, there are many, many who take on that challenge to transform their business to online. Like I said, it's about bringing their business online, not doing the business online, not doing online business. I think that's something that I want to be clear because a lot of times we talk about doing online business or bring the business online. People confuse it with e-commerce. Yeah, so it's it's not about e-commerce. It's not about just social media. It's about really bringing your business 
extension of your business online that people recognize you immediately? Like, why would people order buffet from you, right? Like a dinner catering from you or lunch catering from you. Why would people order, uh, uh, you know, come to your fitness studio, right? So we have different business owners from all different fields too who are really looking for a solution to bring their business online beyond just, uh, you know, that piece called social media itself. Yeah, so is it predominantly, Janisha, about um, about building their brand, about building the brand of their business and getting that out to a wider audience? I think brand is a very big word. Uh, the thing about when you say, oh, let's build a brand online, I think it the the whole marketing thing about branding people gets into that oh is it like nike but i'm not i'm not a, a brand you know like i'm just a business owner so they they all even though when we use the word like brand it really scares the women off somehow you know when we work with them so we always talk about building the online presence, building your reputation. I think ultimately, um, the word brand sometimes is a little bit overused uh, and people have mm. a tendency to think that only you have millions of dollars, then you can achieve that kind of result. So to take it and to put it uh, really upfront will be building your online presence and reputation. Literally, in a single sentence or in a single uh, post, for example, if you're going online, how fast how fast can a customer is willing to trust you and pay you the money immediately? So I think that would really determine how good your reputation is online and how quickly mm-hmm. a customer transfers the money over and put the money on the table and say, yes, I want that value exchange. Mm-hmm. And I guess a lot of um, the uh, pre-work to this is to help women to understand that they can compete in this marketplace, that there there is room for them, that um, they don't need to compare themselves to others and that they can tell their own unique story and that there will be people there ready for them once they resonate with those people. Would that be right? Yes, definitely. I mean, there's no right and wrong in your own story or your own experiences, but ultimately Mm -hmm. love your customer more than you love your product. Because a lot of business owners and female entrepreneurs love their products first, thinking that they're going to find those customers to love the products as them. But the truth be told, I can tell you, love your customers first, create the products for them, and then the customers will love you. Mm, yeah, that's, that's a very good way to look at it. So how do you think entrepreneurship is different today to what it was when you started out? Well, now online is key. I mean, this is this is really very important because uh, I made a decision to go online in 2012, and it has changed and transformed my life. Now you are you are forced. You know, when you look left, you look right. Everybody is forced to go online, so the gap is going to get smaller. And now it's literally who's going to dive deeper into the space and be so much stronger to jump out and say, you know, this is this is me. I think now individuality and I think their own uniqueness is even more important than before. Like how literally you create a difference, uh, you know, between you and your competitor and why must your customer choose you? Especially the trend forward is no brand loyalty, really. And how can you mm. um, connect and make attraction with your with your customers, you know, by creating a space where selling of funnels where fu- is going to be fatigue. 
So how can you do that? So for us in So Rich Women, what we did is we are creating a Netflix of podcasts for women in Asia and women in Southeast Asia. So there is a traction where people are listening now to all this micro podcast where it's on the rise. And it really helps women to have their message getting out there or business owners or female entrepreneurs getting their messages out there to be seen, to be heard as a leader. So using these as a tool to kind of reach out to their potential or ideal audience is actually one of the great ways right now. Mm, yeah, things are changing rapidly, aren't they? Um, I guess like any gold rush era, which is what we're in right now, there's been a couple um, you know, many years ago, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, blogging was the new gold rush and many times uh, it's been declared that blogging is dead and yet uh, there are still people out there who like to read long form and there's no denying the SEO benefits of blogging, of course. Um, podcasting is now skyrocketing in popularity um, and like any gold rush, there will be a lot of people who jump on board and they'll produce rubbish and then they'll fall by the wayside and the attrition rates will be high and those who uh, are very clear about their message, who they are, what they offer and who they serve and how they deliver their message, they're going to flourish, of course, aren't they? And so I guess a lot of what you do is to is to make sure that your students understand those fundamentals when they set out to either transform their traditional business to online or to, um, to start an online business of sorts, that they need to get those foundational elements right so that they're not just another one of those flashes in the pan that comes this week and is gone next month. Yes, especially is to, you know, focus on bring their message uh, online. Like I said, turn their mess into a message. And of course, uh, you did mention a very good point that uh, people can just do a podcast. You know, all you need is just get a microphone and plug it in and then you can just update it to the Play Store. I think that is the key difference and why we are different and why the value that we, we mentor and coach our clients and students, uh, why they must really first craft a compelling story, a message and direction before even starting to record anything on whether it's a podcast or blogging or webinar, because now there is a plethora of webinars online and online experts out of nowhere. I mean, they have not done online for a long time and suddenly because of the whole virus situation and suddenly everybody is an online expert. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, I've been talking about um, working remotely for quite a long time and I've been doing it for 20 years. Um, and I pivoted to talking more about remote work and developing balance around life and work um, a couple of years ago. And because of what's happened recently, a lot of people have said to me, this is a golden opportunity for you, you know, to get the message to a wider audience. <clears throat> but like you said, the reality is all of a sudden we have a million experts, a million new experts. <laughs> who've uh, started doing it, they've been working remotely for a week, they've um, binge-watched or binge-read a ton of articles on remote work, and now they're the experts. <laughs> yes, so um, uh, there is no substitute, I think, for playing the long game, getting the foundation right, understanding who you are, what makes you different, what your message is, as you said, and uh, finding your own tribe of people who want someone just like you, and then delivering consistently and playing the long game. It certainly pays dividends. Um, I'm curious to know um, how you, in the current situation, well, I guess the current situation, as you said, because you deliver, I mean, this is what you teach your students, you deliver your value predominantly online. I know you've had live events and that sort of stuff and they have to be postponed for a while. But my question was going to be how you're engaging with and building relationships with your customers in the current climate. I guess it, for you, it wouldn't have changed much. Would that be right? 
Yes, it didn't change much. Actually, we have been uh, connecting with our um, audience online. Really, now what's missing online is trust. A lot of people now... Mm. Are missing out on that. They are just posting. You know, you look left, you look right. Everybody is just posting on social media and run a webinar, but they forget this one fundamental trust. How are you showing up that is allowing trust to be built in the shortest period of time? Like you said, Peter, you're right. You've been there for 20 years. I've been here for, since 2012. And we all have our foundations built up, you know. And, and right now at this moment is where, you know, our wall of trust. How are we navigating in this uh, season of the, in this online, uh, you know, see a space? So for me, we do in Soul Rich Women, we do a lot of uh, engagements within like social, so like Facebook groups. We do within our membership sites. We do also um, via different v- mediums as well because different people have different um, ways of kind of like receiving content. So for us, definitely starting short form content like. The 10 minutes uh, podcasting, for example, definitely helps um, running mm-hmm. and still doing our Facebook lives on a daily basis now because of that situation um, definitely helps to build that trust level where women, you know, online definitely have some skepticism. And because our target market women itself, they when you look at online, they get very confused or they they're just like trying to find more social proof, right? So you have to be there to kind of keep showing up. And it's no longer just any online course. I think they've they, there is an online course fatigue as well, where just buying videos and PDF file downloads. I think that in itself is still working, but how are you gonna like master or kind of add on to the strategy, which is therefore Live streaming is one of the good ways and proven ways. In fact, for us, really awesome track record. Every time after we finish one live stream, sales come in, like it just shoots up. So yes, we have our auto webinars, we have everything on board, but with live streaming and short uh, 10-minute podcasting, allow the, the people, the women around us to be engaged and that allows the their trust to be like, oh, okay, so I, I, I've, I have done this auto webinar. I'm not buying yet because I don't know who you are. And then even though they Google, they, they kind of like know who you are, but I want to see you. How, how are you behaving? And they will monitor maybe for a while in, uh, through the live streams. And then after that, they will make their purchase. And usually these are not small purchases. Some of them buy $5,000 programs, $1,000 um, programs, or even up to, uh, you know, subs- just subscribing to just our membership. So really, I-, I see that kind of momentum picking up. So trust mm-hmm. is key to engage the audience forward. Mm, mm, that's brilliant. I mean, a lot of people talk about the the value of building trust, the like, know, and trust factor. Um, but explaining it that way in a practical way is, is actually really, really helpful. I've seen you speak about some of the um, remarkable success stories that you've had with your students. Um, could you tell us about one or two of those? Oh, okay. So I have a couple of cases, in fact. Okay, so uh, one of them is a 10-year stay-at-home mom. She came to me uh, feeling a little bit lost, if no clarity. She was already trying to do some health product uh, business for the last two years. So in two months, she went online. And I kind of like discovered that she had this uh, ability to cook and we found her kind of mastery and kind of fine-tuned that she can do and sell chili paste online. And by leveraging on that, she made four figures in two months. And the other one was a fitness wow. studio owner. 
She came to us five years ago, back in 2015, when we first started, and she wanted to literally transform a business. So now, even though in the situation as this, um, she is still thriving. She's opening her second outlet, her third outlet. Plus, she has already built up from 100 customers to 9,000 customers in just five years. That means in her database, it's 9,000 customers. And and That's this is, really yeah. So, so like I said, these are all... Uh, real people who have taken action on our Soul Rich Woman Blueprint. It's this blueprint that we guide and coach the women to bring their business online. We also have a 14-year stay-at-home mom um, who was in five-figure debt. Four year, uh, in just four months, okay, in just four months, we transformed her debt into zero and then now she's making four figures every single month. Wow. That's life-changing, isn't it? Very much, very much. You see, there is no free lunch in the world. When we talk about, I have to be, to, to tell you the truth. I mean, when we sit, talk about bring our business online, it's not easy in the beginning. You must be willing to put in the foundations and the hard work. A house built on the rock versus a house built on sand, which one will tight the waves of time? Mm, mm. Yeah, it's so true. It's, there's a, a fallacy that, um, and this has been promulgated for a long time, you know, passive income, for example. Uh, passive income is possible, but even, um, you know, I've got a friend who's worth about $20 million and he um, he's earning more from his investments than he said he could spend in the rest of his lifetime. He's, he's 80 years old, so he's not going to be around for the next 50 years, but even that requires management and ongoing work, um, doing research on where next to invest, talking to his advisors and that sort of stuff. So um, passive income is a bit of a furphy and certainly building up a profile and a business online takes a great deal of effort and persistence and constant iteration to finally, you know, find your voice, your message, um, how you want to show up and who you're there to serve, and then to deliver, actually deliver products that work and that get efficacy from people and that they then share and talk about and others buy. It's an enormous amount of work. It's kind of like the internet is is a bit like it's a massive marketplace, but you're the smallest needle in the biggest haystack, aren't you? <laughs> All you need to do, you must be willing to take the action and move forward. Mm. Yeah. Well, Tony Robbins said that success is progress. So that's very true. So tell me, where do you see remote work heading in the next year or so, especially given the current situation? Definitely on the rise. <laughs> Mm. And I, I think um, learning to hire remotely and being able to... Okay, so what I see for me is um, a lot of the business owners and female entrepreneurs who are just starting out or you know people just getting into online space, they will need to know how to hire and really learn to empower the, the team over the other side and trust them to be, still be able to do their work because people are so used to having somebody sitting next to them and, you know, looking at them coming to office at like 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., or you know, and, and being mm -hmm. there to complete the work. And if they're not there, means that they are lazy. I mean, there are there is some of the belief that is around work, right, in the workplace. So I think mm. this, oh, yeah. this, this mindset needs to be transformed, right? And also for those of you thinking about hiring, but you don't want to hire, here's another piece of advice for you. Hey, there's no such thing as, you know, not being able to, to, to delegate out, okay? So what you need to do is just take off $50 a week or $50 a month to outsource 
something that you really hate to do, like two to four hours of your time every single week or every single day, a bookkeeper or, or something of sorts, so that you can free up your time to focus on your zone of genius. For me to grow Slow Rich Woman to where we are today, it was not overnight and it was by being able to trust the team over the other side of the world to be able to do their work. And it started with just that five that $50, you know, and it grew to the first $100, the first $500 payout. And, 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 and so, so always being able to empower someone on the other side to do the work. Don't think that they are going to, they are not going to do it better than you. So therefore you're not going to delegate out, but Hey, you know what? Everybody has got their learning curve. All you need to do is to set up your system and process and guide them. Give them a use a project management tool like Asana or Trello to help you to manage your projects and give them tasks and look at it, you know, and then you know build from there. So yeah, start with fifty dollars. Mm. Good advice. Good advice. And that that's all, that old saying: if you're the smartest one in the room, then you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't be afraid to hire people smarter than you. <laughs> you hey, know what? Uh, actually, I love that. A- I love that. <laughs> Um, you just uh, let me actually do another question I wanted to ask you is um, you mentioned a couple of tools that you use Um, what tools enable you to run such a a large and successful business with a distributed workforce and with literally hundreds of thousands of members what tools do you rely on to make that work okay so to manage my team I use Asana I use of course Google Documents because everything is shareable. So these are the two main things. And of course, Evernote. These are the three three tools I use. Um, but of mm-hmm. course, if you talk about, you know, uh, conferencing and talking to my team, Skype, okay, that'll be that one. Okay, so these are the four main tools for building and managing my team. And then for mm-hmm. uh, managing clients, um, also Asana, as well as uh, membership sites, I, I use ClickFunnels. And of course, um, I use equity scheduling as a tool as well to do all my scheduling. I use, of course, Infusionsoft to do all my email delivery. And um, of course, some of the, the, the sales pipelines as well. So other than that, yeah, I think these are some of the tools that I use. That's a good tool set. And it's good that you've kept it fairly tight and they're each designed to do specific things because I've <laughs> spoken to other entrepreneurs who... You know, they're, they're seriously suffering tool fatigue. And part of that is because oh. they're in the tool development industry. So they're always looking at the next shiny thing. You know, maybe this is better. Maybe that's better. And it can get very unwieldy very, very quickly. <laughs> I agree with that. So tell me, um, so tell me with, your, with your remote team, do you have a set of established rules that you run the business by or do you give them a fair bit of flexibility to run their own things their own way? Except for my PR team, um, they run on a by project basis. The rest of my team runs on a um, working hour. Um, for example, in the morning till till so it's a full shift. And um, the rules, of course, there are um, like uh, we do a like uh, morning we have a report, so kind of like a weekly reporting kind of meeting, and then after that, at end of day report, and then of course um, they have also different kind of reporting throughout the day within Asana itself. How are they updating each other throughout the team? Because the, it's not it's not a one person do one work, you know. It's like in one project, there's like five t- team members on it. They need to learn how to communicate with each other and be able to understand that when we set a deadline, it's a deadline. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing because sometimes they come in they forget 
they said, oh, you know, uh, I said, this is urgent. And they'll be doing like the rest of the things that they want to do and forgetting that that urgency affects the rest of the members in the team and therefore the deadline. I'm like, okay, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> managing people is always going to be challenging, isn't it? But people are all we have to work with. We uh, can't work with monkeys, um, so it has to be people. <laughs> but but, it, but it's fun. Similar. But, but it's really fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed it because I really have built a team um, whom are very, very responsible. They, they, this team of VA has followed me since uh, six years ago. They, they have been with oh, me for six right. years. So yeah, they have evolved, you know, literally. And one, uh, a few of them already become, uh, you know, a manager level where they're managing a team of six. So, so I'm very proud of them that they are willing to stay on, on, on the team with us but one thing I, I, I know for sure to have success in building teams online is to really sell them your vision and give them a future opportunity for growth this is what people are looking for you know they need to know that there is opportunity for growth one two that they they know that they are they are kind of like attached to you because of the vision that you have for them mm, mm, that's so true that's so true Janisha I can see a book in you uh, or two. Really? <laughs> what would that be? Book? Uh, <laughs> what book would that be? <laughs> On all the things we just talked about, you've, uh, you've definitely got all of these really important principles nailed down, that's for sure. And I like the way you explain them too. Um, so tell me, uh, what do you enjoy doing when you're not working? Or put that another way, I know that work and fun are often the same thing, especially for entrepreneur types like us. It's often difficult to distinguish between the two. Um, but uh, when you're not actively engaged with your business and your team, what do you like to do? What are you into? Well, for me, I love to play. I love um, to go for long walks and I love to really just, you know, spend time with my family. Uh, when I'm not working, Actually, my work is my play because I really enjoy my mm. my my work so much because it's really my passion and what I really enjoy. Every morning and night, I'm just thinking about what can I do. So, um, <laughs> it's I, like I just the ultimate game, isn't it? yeah, it's like the ultimate game. It's like if I tweak my sales copy, my sales go up. If I were to do this live stream at this hour, my sales go up. So I'm just seeing it like as a way where we're having fun. And managing my team as well is really fun as well. I don't see it as like a work chore. So for me, when it comes to really play, play, I have to put my phone aside. And you ask me, is quality time with myself? And asking myself, what do I want? And how am I managing my soul? Because we're talking about soul-rich women, right? Because then we need to take care of ourselves first. And also spending time with my mom, my dad, my brother, and our four cats. So that really, really makes my day I don't know it recharges me I find that family is blood and I would have not been who I am without my family so that's why in Soul Rich Women we talk about the F word being fabulous having freedom financial independence and family so yes family yeah. recharges me and having my space to do my long walks recharges me mm -hmm. that sounds great in fact I think you just got your book title there The F Word by Janisha Alora. Wow, really? That should be your book title, The F Word. The F Word. I think that… <laughs> well, you know Mark Manson's book. You know, I, you, you, have you seen Mark Manson's book that's been hugely popular, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F? <laughs> 
I think my book wouldn't be on the bookshelves, you know, but on the digital shelf, yes, not but not in the Singapore bookshelf. Uh, maybe not, but that censorship, that book, censorship. Book, you said two. Yeah. Well, his has an asterisk where the U is or where the C is, but his book has been hugely successful. I even actually gave a copy to my mum, who is very, very <laughs> straight up and down. Um, she's a very strong Christian and she doesn't swear, ever swear. And I said, Mum, I said, ignore the cover of this book because it's in big letters, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F asterisk CK. And right there in the driveway, she opened it up, she had a bit of a look through, she goes, oh, I like this. I like this. She read the whole thing in a couple of days and she loved it. So, so what was the, the book? Of, oh, okay. The F word. Thank you. Yeah, the, the book, Mark's book um, is about, it's kind of like a, an anti-personal development book. It's kind of a very blunt um, expose on why we do the stupid things that we do and why we prevent ourselves from having a happy and successful life and how we've been misled for so long by some of the old-fashioned gurus on what success means and what it looks like. It's a very, very good book. Um, and he had a follow-up to that too, which is called Everything is Effed. <laughs> That's also <laughs> very good. I highly recommend them. I've given, I actually bought about 10 copies and gave them out to business associates and friends and they all loved it. And one of them who's been, re- the t- fellow I told you about who's worth about 20 million, he said to me that that's one of the best books he's ever read and he's a very avid reader. So there you go. It's a good endorsement for you. Mark Manson, send me some money. All right. So um, I just want to close with a couple of things if I could, Janisha, and thanks for spending so much time with us. I really appreciate it. Um, maybe uh, you could leave us with one or two key principles that you think have made all the difference. I've, I've looked at all the stuff on your website and I understand the huge influence that your mother has had. Your mother looks wonderful. Um, one or two key principles that you think that have made all the difference in your life and work, what would they be? Play win-win, together we win. I think now in this uh, age is, I would, I would say we have to play win-win together. And in 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 Mandarin, it says it is woman means women. W o m e n actually in in Chinese or in Mandarin it says woman because W o is war me, men means together. So I really believe that women must come together or we must come together to help each other to rise up. Yeah, so play win-win, together we win. I think the concept of win-lose is long over and no longer we want to work with people who wants to do that because there's still a lot of so-called collaborations involved. But honestly, I mean, I just have to say this. A lot of collaborations are win-lose. You win, she lose. Or I win, she lose or she win, you lose. Um, so I will not encourage collaborations that is of that nature, but really look into how you can play win-win. The other principle that um, I, that I also want to give to you will be really look at how you can delegate 80% of your to-do list to your assistant so you can make money online and that you can focus on your zone of genius. I do have a free download, a free gift for you to download because I really believe that we really must thrive in our strengths and not in our weaknesses. What's $50 a week and what's $50 a month, you know? And and how would that save you time and allow the opportunity for you to focus on your own strength to do more with less? So we must really work on that. So you can go to my website and download it at soulrichwoman.com. 
Brilliant, brilliant. You know, I haven't found a single thing, Janisha, that you've said that I don't agree with 100%. <laughs> I love everything that you've said. Um, and that win-win principle, you know, people talk about that a lot. They use that like a throwaway line, but it is so fundamental to long-term success to truly understand it. You know, I believe that there is only win-win and lose-lose because if I win and you lose, I end up losing because I've lost your trust and you'll never do business with me again. So we end up both losing, you know. So it can only be a win-win in my view. Otherwise, you both end up losing. Um, well, this has been lovely talking to you. I've genuinely appreciated and enjoyed our conversation. Um, so where else can people find more about you, Janisha, and about Soul Rich Woman? Well, um, you can download the two free gifts uh, that are for you, which is uh, Personal Branding Secrets and also the How Do You Delegate 80% of Your To-Do List to Your Assistant so you can make money online. And that is available at soulrichwoman.com, S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to connect with me, please connect me with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook at Janisha Alora. G-E-N-E-C-I-A-A-L-L-U-O-R-A. Janisha Alora. Janisha is clearly unique in the remote business space, and it's obvious why she's been so successful. She does what she loves, she works hard, and she elevates others in the process. She also understands the value of embracing your own story and of delegating and then trusting a team of people to help you deliver to your customers. And as she said, love your customers first and then build products to help them. If you'd like to listen again to different parts of our conversation, then just go to the show notes over at officeanywhere.co slash 102, and you'll find links there to the main topics that we discussed, so you can just fast forward to those bits. You'll also find links to the two free downloads that Janisha mentioned. Finally, if you've been working from home for a while, and let's face it, millions of people have, many of them for the first time, and you'd like to use this opportunity to create a better life for you and for your family, then you must join me in the Remote Work Academy. It's a simple, self-paced course that you can finish in a weekend if you like, and it teaches you the five things that you need to master to live and work on your terms, which working remotely gives you an enviable opportunity to do. The course launches in late April 2020, so if you're quick, you can register now for 60% off the launch price. Just go to officeanywhere.co slash RWA. That's RWA for Remote Work Academy. Anyway, thanks for hanging out with me. And until we chat again, here's to working and living on your terms. I'll catch you then. See ya.